Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay. All right. In the studio, Shelly, oh, we have been dying to talk to Kelly Fisher. She's the CFO of the Texas Rangers. She's been in that role for about 15 years, and we just want to know all things sports, Rangers, and how it's all been changing at the ballpark. Ballparks. Yeah. Ballparks. Because the first thing thing we've already learned in just our little (laughs) chit-chat is it's not just one. It's both. And we don't even think about you guys owning the parks. We just think about the Rangers. So riddle us that first. Absolutely. We have, uh, we had been in a stadium for about 25 years. It's gorgeous, beautiful, does not have a roof. Hot, hot, hot. (laughs) Hashtag Texas. Yes. Fan abuse is really what we called it on Sunday afternoon games. This is fan abuse to expect anyone to come out. So we have been working behind the scenes for many years to figure out how can we build a new stadium and the city of Arlington just came through with a giant bear mm-hmm. hug of $500 million and stay forever. And we said, yes, please. That mm-hmm. sounds great. I would love that bear. Where is yeah, the bear? Some tax <laughs> rebates thrown at you left and right. Please don't leave Arlington. <laughs> Big old bear hug. Not, not tax rebates, but definitely a partnership of, of using sales tax money that's spent in the city to help us okay. build our stadium, which is very similar to the how, how the Cowboys got there and how our prior stadium was there. So there's actually three stadiums within blocks of each other. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. But we, we own two of them now or control two of them. So we have our open-air stadium that's now um, primarily football. So we pulled, out the, pulled up the baseball field, uh-huh. rolled out a football field just in time for COVID, which was perfect. And then we built this $1.3 billion enclosed roof, uh-huh. gorgeous, state-of-the-art, highest of technology uh, stadium for our team, but also to do concerts and, and non-baseball events too. Oh. Our goal is to have this baby going. All something day, every all, day. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So how much of the budget, considering you are CFO, did you say, I am approving a $1.3 billion package here? <laughs> like how much of this are you weighing in on? That's some big dollars here. Very little, luckily, because it's not my own personal dollars. Uh, our budget actually started at about a billion so it grew over time, which... As it I'm, always does. Absolutely. Yeah. I lost a little sleep over that. Uh, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but we have a really active ownership group. And Ray Davis is, is our um, CEO and majority owner. And he's just amazing. And, and he really recognized, all right, what makes sense? What's the right thing? You know, what works best for the Rangers, what works best uh-huh. for the, the community, the city, all of that. Yeah, you kind of a dual purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so what's happening at these ballparks right now? <laughs> Amazingly, lots of stuff. We are literally okay. on the world stage. We are so grateful. We are one of the only active stadium slash arenas in the entire world Because right of now. the open yeah. air? 
because so now the of, open ear that was abused is like the only thing keeping us going. <laughs> what? Which one? A little bit of both, okay. actually. It's mostly because it's big enough that we can socially distance yeah. inside. Mm-hmm. So we can have ten to fifteen thousand people, and you cannot see them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they filter in. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we're hosting the rodeo right now. The Cowboys can do the same, by the way. AT and T mm-hmm. is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're the. The city of Arlington and DFW market is really on the world stage right now. I mean, snaps. I mean, that sounds like actually so do y'all trivial to snap, like, but it's huge. One That's of the things we've been hearing is like, you know, Clydeburn Park is teaming up with the Perot, who's teaming up with the Nasher. So are you guys having a sports kumbaya? <laughs> a little bit, sure. We all talk to each other, but we did that actually beforehand. It's just, we... We, like for baseball, for example, we compete on the field with the other teams, mm-hmm. but we want best practices with all the other clubs. We don't compete on the field with the Cowboys or the Mavericks or the Stars or, or you know, any of the other area teams. So we all do try to talk to each other and find out, well, what are you doing? How can we be smarter? So we definitely have done that with the Cowboys, and we're so grateful for that relationship to be able to do that. What is the mo- This is going to be hard. What is the most interesting story you have from the last six months where – you were in the thick of something, you were in the war room, so to speak, or, I mean, I'm just making stuff up. People threw a bunch of papers on your desk full of numbers and said, make this work. I don't know. Like, tell us a good story. That's a great question. Or painful. It may have been. <laughs> there was a lot of painful. I mean, it just... It, yeah, because your numbers and dollars. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think the greatest moment was when we first opened the doors for the National League Championship Series. So we were awarded the chance to host a neutral site uh, playoff series for baseball, which was really special. It's never happened in all of history of baseball. Normally it's played where where the teams are from. So they would go to and from their respective homes. Mm -hmm. Because of COVID and Texas being in this perfect sweet spot in the middle of the country and having all of the aspects that could host it, So we, in October, got to host the very first baseball game with fans this season. And as the fans were coming in, after having been in the stadium for months and months, and it's only employees wearing a badge that you could see, you know, close up from afar, to see fans coming in, to hear them cheering, and they weren't cardboard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It it felt normal you were you were reminded of why you're in this industry and that people do want to gather and get together Mm -hmm. and and cheer and they weren't even our teams it was the Dodgers and the Tampa Bay Rays and it's like yay teams (laughs) yeah people miss sports they really missed it's definitely the thing that brings everyone together you Mm -hmm. know and Mm -hmm. it's what people want to talk about I don't know how these players I mean I don't know what your interaction is if at all really in like with the players in the locker room and all that jazz, but I would be—I think it would be really hard to play in silence and yeah. in, in, in the, yeah, in the for vacuum. Sure. For sure, we we did pipe in noise, which right, is, but that's still—it's not the same, mm-hmm. and it's the same sound effect over and over, right? Well, like <laughs> I give huge credit. Like you ladies will appreciate this as mm-hmm. we are sitting in front of microphones. Mm-hmm. We have a really great team that spent 
hours and hours pulling sounds from games over history of, okay, what if a foul ball goes over here? What does it sound like? Wow. And so they, Stop it. they literally, with the help of Fox Sports and a guy named Michael Gruber and Chuck Morgan at the ballpark, spent all this time to pull these sounds together so that it actually traveled through the system the way it's supposed to. So ours sounded a smidge more realistic than, say, others. But when you looked out in the stands and everybody's just two-dimensional and if it ball hits them, they just fall. <laughs> Their mm-hmm. cardboard cutout just falls face down. And, mm-hmm. and from behind, those things look like tombstones. I mean, it's just right. creepy. Yeah, but you like actually got like the authentic reaction as far as like audio. Uh, absolutely, it was real audio from from historical games. That was like probably Super never cool. on a checklist. I mean, let's really? ca- capture authentic audio for use in. Yeah, and let's just also now that I have an eight year old playing baseball, and of course they're just trying to hit the ball. But I will say I had no idea now that like you know the dads are sitting there and they're you know talking strategy at eight, <laughs> and you're like, this is so lame. What are you doing? It's a game of contingencies. It is That's fascinating. Why. It is all yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. And do you really thoroughly understand and enjoy the game, or or you do the numbers and you just applaud? A little of both. A little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. Much more do the numbers mm-hmm. and applaud. Uh, and, and I will say as, as much of an expert as I consider myself in the numbers area, I'm very grateful that I don't need to be an expert necessarily in the baseball area. Some of the most enjoyable moments in my career have been sitting next to former players like Jim Sundberg, who's a catcher, and listening to him explain, look at how he's moving the catcher. Look mm-hmm. at how the catcher's moving his glove an inch. I know exactly why he's doing that. And he would explain it's because he knows what kind of pitch is coming because he had called it. And that, I was like, it's not just a game of, of tag and, and, mm-hmm. and running and, and that interaction. It's a game of, like you said, the strategy, but it's also a game of inches in terms of True. just the mechanics that these players have to have and the mm-hmm. talent that they must have. I so respect that, but I respect it not just in athletes. I respect it like seeing you two and what you've been able to do or or any friends you have. It's just, wow. No, I do cool. think the yeah. whole baseball thing, it, it does look like people running bases, and it is like so many small idiosyncrasies that you would never know unless you are really in it. Yeah, yeah. and in general, I feel like excellence is at the top 0001 margin. Yeah, detail, detail, detail. Any, mm-hmm. any industry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And isn't that cool? It is yeah. cool. It yeah. is cool. So you're part of the leadership team. You know, when you have the C in front, Jody, are we C anything? <laughs> you want to be? Shall I feel like a sweet PO? Jody's duo. the chief people officer. Duo. I'm the CBSO, <laughs> the chief BS officer. Um, so when you're in the quote C-suite, what is it like to be in a leadership position at the Rangers? Do they do like what kind of interesting things do you guys do to build the leadership? Because you're making it sound like who you work for is awesome. Yeah. He is awesome. Uh, What's really special is that we are truly a team. So we have been working, uh, we meet once a week, and it's all the C's, so to speak, of the club. So it's the me, the numbers person. It's our top lawyer, who's an amazing female. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, thank you. And we also have a top saleswoman who's a part of that team. Hey. Um, our, okay. Our chief revenue officer sits in there, as well as um, our chief business operator, who deals with a lot of the ballpark operations stuff. And then John Daniels, our general manager. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. he and I have worked together for 15-plus years, 
and it's we're getting together every single week and we're talking about what's going on in our world and it's so important to have this not just what's going on but how can we make it better what are we doing or how do we handle this crazy covid stuff and we were back in the office in may way earlier than most of the rest of the country and i'm so grateful because we giant first of all have a huge table so we could sit yeah. really far apart uh, but it was so helpful to to just have this dialogue and, and understand, okay, here's what's going on on baseball. They've got to worry about how how they can keep a team going when the team can't play. Yeah. And finance, you know, I had to worry about how do we have enough money. That was not easy. It's still not easy. It's it's what I lose sleep over. But we all respect each other's worlds mm-hmm. and understand. And we've had leadership coaches, which is great. Um, and I'm appreciative of that and that was that was our owner making sure that we could do that they give so. somebody to talk to because i right. do think when Gosh. you are also at the very top of your it's game lonely. here, it can be very yeah really lonely because you can't like be like hey look this is really doing horrible <laughs> you know like you can't really just tell her because then somebody will turn around and be like the rangers it's going horrible tonight at 10 <laughs> you know right let's not have that no, story. no, no. obviously yeah. not so who within your organization do you wish that the world knew that we don't know or it could, or it could be somebody that we do know their name, but who is it like? Wow, this player, this catcher, like that story you told. Who, who is that person that you wish you could spotlight, and why? Okay, I'd love to choose someone in our office. Yes, if that's sure. okay. I consider her the cog of my world, but also very much the cog of the organization. Hmm. Um, she is our vice president of finance, so she works directly for me. Her name is Star Gulledge. And her husband happens to be Chuck Morgan, the voice of the Rangers, oh. which is kind of a fun, really great yeah. Rangers wow. power couple. Yeah, right. <laughs> but she never gets the glory she deserves because she's behind the scenes and mm-hmm. she wants to stay that way. Like, she will cringe big time if she knows I'm using Say her, name her name right now. Say it again, then. Yeah. Star. No, I'm just star. <laughs> her name is Star. And it's her name yeah. is Star. Her name. But she not only is a great at her job, but she's a great human being and just the passion and how much she cares about the organization and how much she wants to make sure that we do everything as we, as best as we possibly can with the tools we have and the resources we have. Like she's that wise to recognize, I know money doesn't grow on trees. I know we can't just pull this together or do this and pie in the sky, like real contributions, real recognition of those around her she's making sure I'm I'm always apprised of what's going on at that level I don't always always get to talk to Mm -hmm. she actually really helps you oh yeah Yeah. and 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 the organization yeah yeah it's hard to find those people right and lets others shine Mm -hmm. it's a huge Mm -hmm. win so everyone else forget her name yeah right and she doesn't have a phone number you can't can't contact her yeah so what what is what is next what is on the horizon what are we going to hear about in the news in two months that you guys are trying to cook up that you're allowed to share Mm -hmm. like you're so proud there's I mean I'm kind of tired of the word pivot but like what is part of the pivot that we haven't heard yet that you guys are working towards what can we expect well, we, we already pivoted, which is so mm-hmm. awesome. We've yeah. got this uh, young man named Sean Decker that's in charge of all of our non-baseball events. So the second COVID became a reality for all mm-hmm. of us, and the second we realized, all right, we won't be able to do concerts, 
he started like, all right, what can we do to bring people out here to get people together? So we had concerts in your car. We were the first one in the country to do that. Small, nothing, made no money, to be clear. But But it uh, was a start, and we have to start. Because did you feel like you were starting all over again? Absolutely. Like you guys were creating the Rangers for the first time. Even after 17 years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We felt that way. (laughs) But we we were only a year old. Yeah, so it's not quite as painful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait, so he's doing all the non-baseball. Non-baseball stuff. He will stop at nothing to go literally all over the country and pay attention to events that can't be hosted elsewhere, say, and Uh find a way to host them here. So we have the National Finals Rodeo going on right now that came from Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. They couldn't host it there. He's like, not only can you have it here, we're going to make sure you never want to leave. Right. There you go. We are making it so awesome for them uh, with a foot of dirt and a ton of cow dung. Let me tell you, that place (laughs) smells different, but it is the coolest thing. There is cash flowing in, and you can smell that, too. It is, but... (laughs) But it's also just, again, it's seeing people in the stadium. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just the rodeo, though. It's yeah. You're staying relevant. Yeah, absolutely. High school football is happening. Mm-hmm. And that can't happen elsewhere. You okay. have to have a huge place that you know is well run to be comfortable that fans will come out. Let me tell you, they want to gather. We were talking about that earlier. Fans, friends, people who have a common interest want to get together. And so we're going to do everything we can to make sure that they can, that they that can happen. How lucky are we? Because we live in Dallas. Apparently, we live on the world stage. We're on the world stage, and you guys have some super super fans. You know what I mean? Do you know who those people are? Do you know those names? You know the people. I don't have. I don't, you don't know, know their names. names. Okay, yeah. But I definitely remember when the news people would like the same people called every day at the same time just to say hi, <laughs> things like this. So I wonder what your super fans are going through right now. They're, Anyways, just random. They're letting thought. us know. They're letting yeah. it. Yeah. They're letting some it distance. Mm-hmm. They're there, but they might maybe they distance. have opinions. So, what are you reading? What what podcasts do you listen to? How are you self improving outside of finance? Because I feel like you know, if you stay in your lane, then you you're in your lane only. But it sounds like you're really interested in every all yeah. the cogs around you, all the dimensions. So, how do you constantly push yourself there? Well, I'll tell you, my favorite podcast right now, besides Fast Facts, duh. <laughs> is um, you're wrong about. Have either of you no. tried this one? I love that you're telling me this. I love You're podcasts. wrong about. You're wrong about. And they pick a different topic about once a week of some historical event that's happened. And then they just absolutely pull it, not pull it apart, but just go and pull all the data and look at it through today's lens. Fascinating. And, and then talk to you about it and and you learn well I was totally wrong about that so the latest one they did is uh, uh, they, not the latest one but they've done one on like Princess Diana and you're like mm. oh my gosh who's not talking about Princess Diana right now yeah, like, definitely watching it. the crown though agreed you will want to listen to this podcast because so many things that you thought like I grew up in that era mm-hmm. and so I had all these opinions and to hear them talk about her as a human and it not be over glorified and yes how real she was and what she went through, but also Charles, I was, I couldn't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And each week they did, just did one on, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank, but anyways, I, I highly, highly yeah, recommend it. It's funny because actually like one of my favorite things, not favorite, but one thing I've found lately is that there were all these historical events, but you were only nine. Or 12 or 14. So you looked at them through the lens of a 9 or 12 or 14 year old and looking. And now that I'm hmm, almost 42, you know, it's it's actually pretty interesting to take a look at the Challenger. Like mm-hmm. I know there's a really cool documentary about the Challenger right now. But it is it is kind of it, uh, it can be jarring, I guess. 
but also because it's the reality, not mm-hmm. just what you, you didn't saw. get it all. Mm-hmm. There's no way you got it all at nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. like peeling back the curtain. Very cool. What is really? What cool. else don't we know about? I like that. Well, like almost every other woman I know right now, I, true crime, of course. Like everyone yeah, does totally. true crime, and I love it. Yeah, I like. It's a little dark though. Like, what is wrong with me that this is what I'm doing in my free time? So I'm like, I gotta put that aside a little bit. <laughs> Cooking, I love love to cook so every night like literally every single night seven days a week almost I'm coming home and cooking a meal and I've realized what did you cook wait last a night? second no wait what did you cook last hold night? up do Tell you go to right the grocery now. store every day because no I, okay I was gonna say we cannot be friends if you go to the grocery store every day <laughs> I outsource all of that in yeah. terms of I don't even really pick it out I do one of the I do hello fresh oh yeah 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 oh okay yeah. okay so don't be fooled. Okay, okay, good. That makes me feel so You do pull out a better. pan, but you may not be like reading recipes from like 17 different cookbooks. Right. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Nailed it. Check. We've definitely <laughs> had that. Okay, let's, love let's do a little just like random fast fact. Jeff, I feel like she just did like a really yeah. great job though. She kind of gave us all of her fast facts. I mean, I can go, I can let's, still fast let's, factor. Let's fast factor in our last minute uh, Favorite non-baseball sport? Ooh, good question. Um, my favorite non-baseball sport would have to be hockey. Hmm. It's really fun. Super unexpected. See, this is why we do this. Aggressive. Okay, keep going. What is a team that you feel like your group watches and goes, wow, they're doing things right. Let's check. Let's check how the blanks are doing things. Ooh, that's awesome question. Um, so it depends on different things. I think the Dodgers are an amazing one that a lot of people would say, and I would agree with. It's funny, I think, in terms of how they run the business and then also how they play on the field. And the Cardinals are one that um, really run the business financially, prudently. Like, they can really produce successful teams and still be really budget-friendly. So that's a nerdy Interesting. CFO no, no, hey, way hey. to look at it. My St. Louis <laughs> girl, since I went to Mizzou, would love to hear that. Goo is uh, going to go to the Cardinals. Yeah, our, our grandfather. grandfather. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, he was drafted. Was awesome. He played um, what baseball at William and Mary. He was the team captain, and he got drafted for the Cardinals, but he declined because he thought he had too much student debt. So he went to work for Firestone Tires. Wow, yeah. student debt even back then. Back yeah. then, geez. and also I think baseball didn't pay what it does mm-hmm. now. No. Mm-hmm. Um, no. What is one of your team sounds super supportive? So, what's one of the best compliments you've received hmm. since COVID? Um, being genuine. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't sugarcoat the, the challenges. So that, that's been a heartfelt thing I've heard that um, I'm willing to, to share that, you know, it's not, it's not easy in terms of understanding, okay, what sources of inflows will we have? I have no way of predicting. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. And so there's a lot of like white knuckling, gut wrenching kind of exercises that's happening behind the scenes and, uh, people are appreciative that I'm willing to share that. I, and, you know, I have to recognize what I can and cannot share. But mm-hmm. it, it's I think it's helpful that people don't think we're just totally glossed over and everything's rosy and perfect because it's not. It's not for anybody. That's the beauty of this is everybody's going through mm-hmm. it. We're not unique. Mm-hmm. Well, and it may motivate people. Yeah. If they think there's no. Yeah, if they think all's of, well, well, then yeah. I can check out at six o'clock and move on. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. And lastly, um, what is just the item that would be on subscribe and save? Since I did this obsessively last night, it's on top of mind. What are you subscribing and saving, so to speak, on Amazon? Like, what is your, what is the item that keeps showing up to your front doors? Like, what can you not live without? Where they like, say, what is buy your, it again? What is your thing? <laughs> I'm horrified that it's camisoles right now. 
Camisoles? Hey. Camisoles. Okay. Well, send a link. I, I want mean, if you yeah, like them, I want some too. They're not, they're not that special. It's just that's what I was trying to buy. And so that's all that keeps popping up. That and like cleaning products. So, yeah. so appealing. You look clean. Thank I'm you. Just kidding. <laughs> I showered. I showered. Well, we are so excited that you guys have put us on the world stage. That Thank you have you. two stadiums. That we're having all sorts of events. And you're keeping people close yet far away. Mm-hmm. And that you're such a, a human with numbers. That's, that's a dynamo. So thank you so much for coming in. We loved having you. Bravo. I'm honored. Slate it. it.